0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 275 of Podcateers. Team Boat Willie is officially signed up for Walk for Hope because we are joining the fight against women's cancers. If you're new to the podcast, Team Boat Willie is our official charity group working to raise money for organizations that are helping to make a positive impact in people's lives. As we work towards our fundraising goal for Walk for Hope, we'll be holding some auctions on our Instagram account. Just search for Podketeers on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter for updates on those. You can make a donation. Links are available in the blog post for this episode at slash 275. You can take our $1 challenge where you donate one dollar but also get someone else to donate a dollar there's a bunch of stuff that you can do to help, including purchasing Teamboat Boat Willie gear, because for every Team Boat Willie item sold until October 31st, 2019, we are donating $3 towards our fundraising goal. For more information, please check out the blog post for this episode or go to TeamBoatWilly.com. It's super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. In this episode, we do some good old fashioned armchair imagineering for Carsland, which, believe it or not, was way more difficult than we thought it would be, and more. We'd love for you to join the conversation and give us your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube. Again, just search for Podketeers. If you happen to find this episode on YouTube, we hope that you like it. We hope you subscribe and you hit that bell icon for notifications whenever new videos are posted. Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of listeners called the FGP Squad, also known as our Podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their generosity through their monthly contributions via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you like the podcast, it's a great time to become part of the FGP Squad. If you'd like more info, a link to sign up, or maybe even make a one-time donation, you can go to podcateers.com FGP. To all of the members of the FGP squad, we want to say thank you very much for your continued support. So here we are at the end of another intro, ready to dive into another podcast. So let's do it. This is episode 275 of Podcateers. Triple Dent Gum will make you smile. Triple Dent Gum, it lasts a while. Triple Dent Gum will help you, mister,
2: to punch bad breath right in the kisser. Triple Dent Gum! Wow, that was you know- just like uh, listening to the Pixar Magic Monarch <laughs> Philharmonic <laughs> Orchestronica. I can never remember the name of it, but it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, are they still there? I, I thought they were getting rid yeah. of them. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I thought. The last
1: time I was there, they were there. Um, I think within the last several weeks, they've decided that that is one of the pieces of live entertainment that will cease to exist in
2: the parks. Well, oh, that's lame. That was the really? only good thing that Pixar Fest ever gave us. Yeah. I'm going to double check while we talk, so keep going. Okay.
1: Yeah, I really do enjoy them. The Pixar Orchestra was one of the great things that started off over there in Paradise Gardens. They moved them over to Pixar Pier right in front of the big Pixar ball rolling mm-hmm. Marble on Water. I don't, what are those called? Giant Marbles on Water?
2: Uh, that's, that's what I call them. a great question.
1: Cool. Giant Marble on Water.
2: It's very <laughs> close
1: to that. And the reason I was thinking about Triple Dent Gum is because I was, you know, in trying to research for this episode, since we're going to be talking about Armchair Imagineering Cars Land later, I started watching Cars 3. And why didn't <sighs> oh, I watch Cars it. 1? you might ask, because we couldn't find it. I don't know where the disc is. And for some reason, when remember when the shift happened from Disney Movies Anywhere to Movies Anywhere and they said, register your account and all sorts of good stuff? For some Mm -hmm. reason, about nine of our movies didn't transfer over properly. And so Hmm. we contacted uh, Movies Anywhere and they said, well, send us the codes and I don't know where the codes are anymore. Like, we bought cars when it first came out. Like, I don't know where that code is anymore. And for most of our Blu-rays and DVDs, we bought, like, cases to put them all in to save space. So, we don't have those cases anymore. Like, I don't know what that code is. So, a lot of our movies, especially the ones that were on DVD, just... Don't appear in movies anywhere for us anymore. And today was hmm. one of those moments where I just kept thinking to myself, man, I wish Disney Plus was already available. <laughs> you
0: know, that would have been perfect. It would have
1: been perfect. It's, it's getting close, though. We're under two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the reason that it came up was because after watching uh, Cars 3, because I couldn't find Cars 1, and I really didn't want to watch Cars 2, because I mean, come on, yeah, it's, it's Cars yeah, 2, yeah. right? It's Cars 2. <laughs> I saw Cars 3. <laughs> And first of all, I want to say it, it, it got me like hook, line and sinker every single time that it got me the last time. It was not mm-hmm. any easier. Like all the feels kicked in in full gear at the end when lightning straps on the, the headset and he starts coaching Cruz through the race. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, oh come on, man. And then at it's the
2: circle like, of right?
1: And then at the end when he's like the fabulous lightning McQueen, I was like, oh, come on now. Series? Oh, come on best. now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. They got me. They got me. So I saw Cars 3, and I started kind of watching some special features and some like videos that were online on the Pixar Cars YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. one of the racers is Cam Spinner of Triple Dent Gum. It's one of the newcomers of the next gen. And I thought, ah. oh, I forgot that... There was actual sponsors from within the Pixar universe. And yeah. so as soon as I heard that, I was like, Triple then come, we'll make you smile. And I just like, I can't get it out of my <laughs> head. It's one of those that's earworms awesome. that's just like, bam, once it gets you, it gets you hard. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be armchair Imagineering Cars Land later today. I can already tell you that it's going to be easy to to concede this one to Gavin because, quite frankly, <laughs> I got nothing.
0: We don't know. No, yeah, I, I got. Mean... I
1: I know. I got nothing.
0: <laughs> well, you well, can. I think I still have a strong contender. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm
1: conceding to it. I'm just like, okay, we're done here. This is that moment where I'm telling Ramon, "Hey, Ramon, you got your paints with you? Paint that 95 on Gavin. <laughs>
2: You're going in, buddy. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. it. It'll be interesting because it's. This is the first time we've tackled a land like this that we all pretty much agree is is fully cooked. Yeah, you know it's yeah it's, it's great as is. Might I even say it's perfect as is? Uh, but nonetheless, I came up with several ideas that I'm excited about. So I would have been we'll see how it goes. I would
1: have been disappointed if you didn't, considering it's your favorite <laughs> land and you've officially right. gone on record as saying as it is. So yep, yeah. So that's coming up later. And before we do, I do want to talk about, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Bob Iger is going to be releasing a book very soon. I've pre-ordered it because as soon as I found out about it several months ago, I thought I just I need to have that in my life. So I pre-ordered it. Uh, I'm super excited to get it sometime this week whenever Amazon decides to to uh, deliver it. I think it's Mm -hmm. supposed to show up either the day that it's released, or the day after. I think it releases on September 23rd. The book is called "The Ride of a Lifetime: Lessons Learned mm. from 15 Years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company." And I'm telling you, I'm I've been super excited about this book releasing. Bob Iger has uh, become one of those people that I absolutely look up to. Very similar to how I look like to Steve Jobs, and you know other other people that made a difference in the companies that they ran and not look not everything that they did was taken well by many <laughs> in some cases yeah but i think overall when you reflect back on a lot of the positive that came from what they did you know they have a larger scope that they have to look out for right not just a small segment of fans and I, it's it's going to be a really mm-hmm. interesting read for me
2: do you know if he's writing it himself or if he wrote it himself or if he used a ghostwriter? Um, I vaguely remember reading something about him writing
1: it. Oh. Got it. That's why I think it's going to be, be interesting. really interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: So, if you guys are interested in purchasing that book, there's a couple of ways that you can actually acquire it. It is available on Amazon. If you head over to podcasters.com/episode275, you'll be able to find a link to purchase it on Amazon. Of course, if you use any of our Amazon affiliate links, we do get a small commission from that purchase, and we truly appreciate all of you that are using our Amazon link for your purchases. Uh, you can also get it through Audible. As you guys know, we're huge fans of Audible. We use it all of the time as part of our commutes. I've been an Audible customer since... Oh, man. I don't even want to say the time frame because it's going to make me feel old. The point is that I've been an Audible customer for a super long time. And now Gavin's hooked because now he's got a longer commute. So you can go to audibletrial.com slash podcateers. You get yourself a free book. You can get yourself Bob Iger's book and listen to it on your commute or when you're relaxing in the backyard with some coffee, with a beer, with a glass of wine. Who knows? Whatever you like to relax with. And just listen to the book. Listen to the sweet, sweet sounds of Bob Iger. I don't know if he reads it. But you'll listen to the <laughs> sweet, sweet sounds of somebody reading Bob Iger's words. So <laughs> if you would like that free book, audibletrial.com slash is the way to get it. And guess what? If you decide that you want to cancel Audible because it's just not something that's for you, you get to keep that book forever and ever and ever and pass it on to your children and their children's children. And then you can all listen to it and get around the fire, get out cozy, get yourself some s'mores and just listen to Bob Iger. Listen to me. I think I'm a fan. I don't know. I might be. So there you go. AudibleTrial.com slash And if that's not your thing, there's plenty of other Disney books. There's some books by Marty Sklar. Uh, let me see. What, what were the last couple of books that I purchased? Let me check my Audible.
2: It'll be, it'll be like, uh, what, the Pokemon Go Player's Guide. That was uh, last month. Pokemon Go Player's Guide Edition 2. That was Pokemon last month. Pokemon Go, Players Guide, Ultimate Edition, Nerds Unite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tips and tricks. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you nailed all of them. You nailed all of them.
0: <laughs> good job.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. What do I have in my library here? Oh, I finally got the audio version of Sam Genoway's The Disneyland Story. I had oh, good. the I had the regular book, and mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted to read it again, but I don't have a lot of time to just sit down and flip through pages, and I ended up getting The Disneyland Story by Sam Genoway. Uh, I also got uh, the audio version of Marty Sklar's One Little Spark. I've already read through that book, but I just kind of wanted to hear it through again. So that's uh, one of the things that's in my list. There's just so much stuff that you can get on Audible. I mean, give it a shot. If you don't like it, you can always cancel it. Before your trial ends, you get to keep your free book. So give it a shot. Um what else there was so many things that I wanted to announce um oh Teamboat Boat Willie. Yeah. Teamboat Boat Willie is in full swing for our next event. In case you guys don't know, we are trying to raise money to join the fight against women's cancers. And we will be participating in the Walk for Hope for City of Hope. It's happening on Sunday, November 3rd, 2019. If you go to TeamBoatWilly.com, you will find the Walk for Hope banner, including a button to join our team and help us fundraise. You can live anywhere and help us fundraise. If you can't physically be there, you can be a virtual walker. Just because you can't be there with the team doesn't mean you can't help us out. You can also just make a donation. That's a great way to support what we are doing. And speaking of donations, if you follow us on social media, including Instagram and Facebook, I just recently posted a video talking a little bit about Walk for Hope, what we're trying to do with it, thanking everybody for the chalk walk because I hadn't been able to do that formally. Uh, but in that video, I threw down a challenge. And the challenge is simple. Donate one dollar and get somebody else to donate a dollar. Super simple. You don't have to drop hundreds and thousands of dollars unless you have the and you want to. But Mm -hmm. I think if you donate a dollar, you're really not going to miss it. It's less than a cup of coffee. Uh, It's also knowing that for $1, $1 gets you the satisfaction of knowing that you are part of the fight to end women's cancers. What other things cost the buck that are going to make you feel like that? Not many. I can't
0: think of anything.
2: (laughs) Not many, (laughs) right? Insert crickets. Right? Yeah.
1: Right? (laughs) So that's the challenge. Hashtag TW $1 challenge. So Team Boat Willie $1 challenge. We're throwing it out there. We're throwing the gauntlet down and we're hoping that we can just pass the word along and that you can help us do that. So we can try to raise as many dollars as possible because that $1 may not seem like a lot to you, but if 10,000 people did it, Yo, that's $10,000 that are getting donated against women's cancers. Yeah. And if yeah. you've been a part of that fight, if you know somebody that's been a part of that fight, if you've seen anybody go through that fight, man, it is one of the worst things that anybody, anybody could ever go through. And as soon as the, the inkling of knowing that that might be the case for you, and even if you don't have it, it's still one of the worst things that you could ever go through. And that needs to stop. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to raise money for. That's what we need your help with, you know. So uh, if you can help pass that word along, that would be fantastic. We also recently set up a Team Boat Willy Instagram, something that we didn't have before. You can follow it at Team Boat Willy on Instagram. We're thinking about setting up a Twitter. Facebook already has a group page that you can go and join. You know, this was this was an idea that someone on the team brought to me. Uh, and when I started talking it out with her, our friend Jill, uh, who helps us a lot, you know, she brought this idea to me and I had thought about a team boat Willie like Instagram for some time. Right. But I didn't think we had a lot to put up there when we first started it. So I figured, yeah, you know, maybe down the line we'll do it. But I think uh, she, she made a very convincing argument that, you know, I think it's time for Team Boat Willie to have its own Instagram entity uh, having its own entity, having its own page will allow us to just share stories and share good deeds that other people are doing. And so we started it. You can go follow it. We'll repost it on the Podcasters Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. That way you guys know to go follow it and help us out. Take the challenge, donate a dollar, get somebody else to donate a dollar. There's not many things you can buy for a dollar, but it's a lot of goodness and a lot of good feels that come along with this one. So take the challenge. Throwing the gauntlet down. I love it. <laughs> um, have you guys been to the parks this week? No.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> ah. Short, but I was there for about two hours or so.
1: Nice. What did you get a chance to do?
0: Um, not much because it was really crazy packed and busy, but um, pretty much just hung around DCA and um, got to see the new entrance for Mickey's Philhar Magic, which is beautiful. Sweet. So, thank you, Gavin. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it is so cool. Um, the entranceway is awesome because it's just straight on through. Um, got to hang around Buena Vista Street. Oh, my gosh. I just can't get enough of it. The purple lights. Oh, there's projections on Carthay Circle Restaurant. It's just that's something new. Oh, is what it the it?
1: Oogie Boogie ones? Like the Halloween? Yeah. Oh, I saw an Instagram Sweet. video of those. They look
0: so freaking cool. Yeah. Because they've had his
2: voice in that area before, but now they've got imagery, it sounds like. That's awesome.
0: It's, um, the imagery is um, his lab or his lair. Oh, nice. So, you know where, like, uh, Santa Claus comes out and it's like the, the snake, um, yep. the hole? That's what it is. And then sometimes <laughs> you'll see, like, the black and, um, black and orange snake, like, crawl through. It's so cool. It's a it, little bit. It's minimal, but it's huge for me because this is new.
2: So is it constant and then just things are animated every once in a while or does it come and go?
0: The background is constant. Okay. But you'll see bats. You'll see things. Wow. Um, I need to see the whole thing, but it's cool.
2: Yeah. That is very cool.
0: Yeah. I've
1: seen several people post it on Instagram I don't think I'm going to get a chance to go to the park before we post this episode to record it myself. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can just repost one that uh, has been posted before. Uh, either in the blog post for the episode over at podcasters.com slash 275, or we'll see if we can just repost it on our own Instagram because the imagery is fantastic. And I think it's a yeah. step above The one that you see on the castle, because you're so close and it's so vibrant Mm -hmm. and there's a lot uh, it's a lot smoother on on that building than it is on Sleeping Beauty Castle. So you don't see as many indentations and crevices. And so the the projection just looks super slick when it's happening.
0: Right. I I need to go back and just watch and just take it all in. It's, like I said, the most wonderful time of the year. It's beautiful. You're (laughs) right. It is. I saw Christmas trees at Costco today. Did you stop? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, no. There totally was. Oh,
1: There totally was. I went to I had to go buy a few things and I was totally surprised that two aisles were completely dedicated to Christmas decorations already. Dang. Wow.
0: And that's how we got the nightmare before Christmas.
1: Yep. Ooh. Yep, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, just got to go around, um, play Pokemon Go. Pretty much that. Hang around. <laughs> I'm getting disapproval from Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> oh man so yeah pretty much that um walked down uh downtown disney and actually got to take the new bridge to the parking structure and that was actually really neat what i liked about it is that you're not in the dark you're not walking by the street it's not creepy and I love how it's open. It's really, really wide. So it could take like, you could have a lot of people and still have a lot of room. Um, The only thing I was a little worried about is that when you're going up on that incline, it may be difficult for those who are pushing wheelchairs. Mm. So definitely take the route that's on the walkway that takes you to the street. That would be my recommendation. Because I felt like, you know, hey, I'm getting a workout here. And I'm just walking,
1: so there's no elevator escalator or anything. It's literally just an inclined bridge the whole way through, yeah, oh, interesting,
0: so you won't get an elevator up until when you reach pixar pal um Pixar pal's parking structure, that's the only way you'll get an elevator
1: interesting,
0: but um, it does look like making and friends is gonna get another elevator.
1: oh, where's that going? yeah,
0: then? where the existing one is there's right next to it to your left Mm -hmm. there is construction and it looks like it's going to happen which is good because sometimes that line could get really backed up oh yeah well
1: i mean in all fairness i think it was also the only way to get to the one parking structure before i think they do a fairly good balancing of of Parking cars as they're coming in between both structures now. And Mm -hmm. since, and it's possibly because I haven't been there all that often, you know, since they opened Pixar Pals, but I don't think I've seen a line that long at the elevators since Pixar Pals opened. I could be completely wrong. Ah. If you guys have seen it, please, you know, leave a comment, you know, in the blog post or in the post on Instagram or Facebook for the episode. But I know. That the times that I've gone, I haven't seen that line built up at all, especially in the evening that we've been leaving. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah.
2: Have they finished that central area on the ground yet? That yeah. They've been, is it? What does that look like? I haven't seen it yet.
0: It's open and it's planters, and you can actually sit on the planters, which is good.
2: Nice. Because you
0: know, after a long walk, you know, a long day of walking, you just want to sit down. Yeah, sure. Um, which is really, really cool. And it looks nice.
2: That is cool. Nice. That's very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, uh, again, if you guys have any insight on the lines for the elevator, we'd love to know if Pixar Pals has actually helped those lines. But adding another elevator will certainly help because we have seen them build up in the past. And it, it'll be nice to just have another form of communication in that area. So,
2: cool. Definitely.
1: Alright, before this episode goes on any further, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by an amazing group of folks called the FGP Squad, or our podcast, Fairy Godparents. It is their contributions monthly via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podketeers possible, and we thank them so much for their support and their help. Uh, I don't know if you guys check this out, but on Patreon, I made a post recently because we have another giveaway, FGP Squad, so go check Patreon. It's one of the things that we kind of teased last episode. Uh, I gave the FGP Squad a sneak peek of that new product because, ah, ah, I'm so (laughs) happy and excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm just, ah, it's just a big part of my life and I love it. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I gave them a sneak peek. So if you are part of the FGP squad, make sure that you go check that out. If you're not part of the FGP squad, it's a great time to join. You can go over to podcuteers.com slash FGP for a little bit more information on the FGP squad and a link to Patreon so that you can sign up for a monthly or even one-time contribution. So podcasterscom slash FGP, again, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your support. All right. Well, without further ado, ka It's time for <laughs> us to armchair imagineer. Cars Land, and, you know, I got to say, Gavin, I think you kind of nailed it earlier when you were talking about how kind of perfect Cars Land is. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because remember when we did Frontierland, we all kind of felt like it's Frontierland. You can't really change all that much. It's kind of perfect the way that it is. Like right. I actually felt that to be more true about Cars Land. And I kind of took inventory of all the lands it's kind of the one that's the most perfect because you're already walking into everything that's familiar to you. Like everything mm-hmm. n- it's like they nail it every single aspect of it. So if anything, I think, I mean, I, I, I had these two ideas that I thought, ugh, okay. I mean, I guess, I mean, if we're going to go back to the 1950s, <laughs> these are great. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. One of them has potential, but I know people are going to groan as soon as I say it. But, you know, don't at me on it. So
2: <laughs> It's it's not a third iteration of the flying saucer technology as it Damn it,
1: Gavin, why are you giving away my ideas? <laughs> so we're spinning around on hubcaps. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll go first cuz we'll just get my sorry ideas out there <laughs> into the
0: world. You're silly.
1: <laughs> okay, so imagine this. You're spinning on hubcaps. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. In all seriousness, in, in all seriousness. <clears throat> so imagine the mystery shack.
0: <laughs> oh lord.
1: Dude, uh yeah as you can tell i was really digging for ideas on this one okay so uh the first idea that i have is the one that i think people are gonna be like no what are you doing but uh, i want to and remember I'm acting as if I was playing Roller coaster Tycoon, and I can just lift things up and like repurpose them somewhere else. Okay, <laughs> classic okay. Hazen.
0: He's gonna demolish
2: something. I'm,
1: I'm actually not demolishing. I'm actually taking away from one land and giving it to Cars Land. Okay, I like that. I
2: like that.
1: I'm actually taking Soren out of Grizzly Peak, and I'm <laughs> moving it to Cars Land. Okay, because I okay. think that, in a synergistic approach, we could repurpose Sorin so that you are you are on board Dusty crophopper and his circle of friends, and they are the ones that are taking you around California doing their thing, and because of how. 3D projections and technology work, if you're sitting inside of an airplane, they could tilt it up and down to the sides, make it really look like you're flying, and then the video can spin to make it look like you're doing loop-de-loops in the air, you're doing all sorts of tricks. At one point, you could be flying with the Blue Angels. There's so many possibilities for this. But I think I want to repurpose Soren. I mean, I know that the old Soren over California is super popular. Soren World, I think, um, I don't think has the same reception as Soren over California does. Really? that uh, you know, you know, it's hmm. you know, it's a thing people say. It's, I love. I think it's way better. Well, I mean, like not even how close. it's shot. Yes, it's definitely better, but the transitions are much different. You know, the the scenes obviously. Uh, I think there's a nostalgic approach to California and because of what sure. DCA symbolized. Uh, and if we really want to keep it that way, I think there's a way to update it. Uh, the The Cars franchise, especially by the time they got to Cars 3, I know that Planes wasn't as well received and it didn't make as much money as the Cars franchises, but it is part of the same universe. And by the time that we got to Cars 3, so many of the scenes were absolutely photorealistic that mm-hmm. you couldn't even have a scene where the planes are flying over the speedway and you're watching cruise or lightning race. And they can get low enough that you're flying right next to them and then you kind of speed off and then you shoot up into the air. You end up at Disneyland at California Adventure. Like there's so many different things that you could do with it. And a lot of it could be 3D animated. But that photorealism that was brought to us in Cars 3, I think, would be a really great direction to take this attraction and kind of merge it with what's already there.
0: And you said this um, was an eh, idea? Yes, I
2: this know was it good. is. Don't at me.
0: No, this was good.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm really pissed that you looked at my notebook. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> we're going to need to have some words after this because I feel like you just cheated. What? Uh Stay he tuned for my thunder. final idea. Stay tuned for my final idea. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah. You big jerk. Have we been sipping Stole the same? Stole my thunder, blew, blew the surprise. Have we been uh, sipping the
1: same Kool-Aid? Apparently. <laughs> this From the same oil Gar's can? Kool-Aid. From the same oil can? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man.
2: <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's happened before. Uh, I'll just uh, keep on trucking.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, we could rewind this whole thing. and No, no, no.
2: Yours was good. I like it. Uh, I like it. I'll just build on it. Okay. All right. (laughs) Who wants to go next? (laughs) Let me cool off for a minute. You go for it. Okay, I'll go go next, next, Mel.
0: (laughs) 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 Wow. (laughs) So what I was thinking of is repurposing the Cozy Cone Motel. And what I was thinking about was, what if we had a system where we would check into the Cozy Cone Hotel? Because, I mean, we have some space that we're not using. So let's kind of use it up a little bit. The key while checking in would actually be your food order. And then your rooms would be which cone you're going to. I would say, keep it the way it is. Open it up make it look like you're going into the motel itself. Cause I mean, who doesn't want to go into the cone? I want to stay in there, you know, why not? Um, And I was thinking about this because one, there's no shade. That was my main thing. Mm -hmm. There's really no shade in those lines or anything. And so why not treat it as like mobile order and more being more efficient? Because sometimes you could be in those lines for, like, what, 30 minutes or so? 30 minutes? So I was thinking about, okay, so doing that, I want to say the grass area in front, keep it intact. And I know it would be bad, but what if we were to have, like, lawn chairs? Ah. (laughs) Kind of like a seating area. And, you know, kind of enjoy it and whatnot. And the areas on the sides where we have the benches – Let's make them into carports. Gives ourselves, you know, some shade, fans, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, not really good with weather, especially if we're in summer or if it's raining. If we're gonna be like cars, let's put them in the carport. Let's give them some shade. Let let's protect ourselves, our cars. Let's do that. You know, we would have you know our little garages and whatnot. Um, so, where would we put the uh, the characters? Because there's a meeting greet. Right. Well. I was thinking about putting them by the billboards. Let's just pretend that wall where um, Stark Park is going to be. Mm-hmm. Stark Park. Let, let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's pretend, you know, that wall or that area could be that new meet and greet. Because you're not doing anything right there. So mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking ahead, ahead of how to, like, maneuver things. Um. I was thinking by Stanley maybe, but then you would be like kind of crowded like crowded because of the people going into racers or whatnot. And yeah, it's like, nah, let's just go to the side and do that. So yeah, I mean, I love the motel, but I mean, I would love to just utilize that area a little bit more. So there.
1: That's cool. You know, if you did a meet and greet with lawn chairs and, and you just had like smoky, Louise Nash, River Scott, and Junior Moon just all lined up telling you stories of the old days of the Piston Cup. Like, Aww. that would be awesome.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. And
1: it might just be because I'm fresh off of Cars 3. I don't know. <laughs> of
2: course.
0: I have a disclaimer. I haven't seen anything but Cars. Wait, that what? That
2: is terrible. You should not have said that out loud. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. How is I this possible? I should have said that first.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Uh, I, I, I just have a couple of questions cause I don't yeah. feel like I have a full picture in my head of what you're trying to do with the cozy cone. Are you making this a system where everybody orders in one spot and then they get like a room key that they take to whichever cone mm-hmm. they're going to, to place to like give them their order. Like you do with your receipt when you take your. Yeah, seat up to the counter, right? That's what you're doing. Okay, so it's just so that everybody's not staying in individual lines in front of every cone to order. They're just going there to pick up their food,
0: right? And then you would be in AC or shaded. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, why not? Why not use the area? So kind of like that. Like you would enter and then just go to whichever location you would have to go to
2: so you could have the you know how when they when you're waiting for a table they give you like some sort of little plastic thing that'll like light up and vibrate like Mm -hmm. your hotel key could have like a fob that like lights up and vibrates when your meal's ready so that you could go pick out your spot in the carport and then whenever your meal's ready at the cone queso or whatever you go up to that cone and you get your thing and you bring it back right Right. Uh, so I think they could come up with something efficient like that. I like I like that, and I agree that there's not enough shade there. So adding little carports might work pretty nicely. There's actually quite a bit of room on the north side uh, that's just like garden area that they mm-hmm. could kind of expand into a little bit. Yeah. Very cool. I could I could see that working. Thanks.
1: I want a cone with mac and cheese now.
2: <laughs> I still haven't tried that thing, man. It's it's kind of what? delicious. Yeah, I've never tried. It seems seems messy.
1: Um, oh, only if you eat messy. it wrong.
2: <laughs> how, how do you eat it? With a big old fat straw? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Well, that's kind of a good transition into my first idea, which is character based. So oh. this it's kind of a general thing. Like this one is, is pretty general, but I want to be able to encounter the cars more than we do. Uh, First of all, I think more of the Cars characters should be out and about. Um, The fact that we've only ever seen, you know, a small handful of cars from the beginning, um, you know, is is a slight disappointment. You know, I wish we would see more of the cars, especially some of the more impressive cars like Ramon. I think it'd be really cool to see him bumping down the road. I think that would be amazing. Um You know, so whether that means more meet and greets or maybe a couple times a day, like a group of a bigger group of the Cars characters just cruise through town and just say hello to everybody and check in on everybody and then just cruise out of town. You know, just like a so there could be a Cars sighting several times a day. I think that'd be cool. Uh, I mentioned it in the last episode, too. I would really love to see the Cars in their attractions. So I want to mm-hmm. see Luigi and Guido at Rollick and Roadsters. And I would love to see Mater at Junkyard Jamboree because how cool would it be to see him there singing those songs to you <laughs> and giving you all the instructions like live in person. Yeah, I think that would be incredible to see that. And I feel like there's no reason why they couldn't pull that off. So Uh, I I would like that. And then when you're inside the stores, um, I would love it if they did like just random in-store announcements by the proprietors. So when you walk through the door of Lizzie's, you know, maybe there's a motion sensor and Lizzie says, welcome to my curio store. Find a souvenir for your trip to Radiator Springs, you know, or you could have Sarge like letting you know what bargains are available at the surplus hut, or you know, like
1: yelling at you, telling you. Yeah. what
2: bargains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I just think it would be really cool to kind of hear some of those, you know, characters, you know, giving announcements or greeting you as you come in, you know, you could have Ramon talking about the newest shirts that are on the rack or whatever. Um, I just think it'd be cool to feel like they're there, you know, because they live in this town. You know, they, they should be there. And I would just like to see more of them.
0: I could just imagine Fillmore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fillmore would be
2: great. I would, I would adore that. I think that'd be so cool. Okay. And, and we could get Smokey in there for sure. All right. All right. You know.
1: Well, that actually gave me a very similar idea then. Where do you want to put these characters? You just want them to come out into, like, Route 66 at random like the cars have done in the past?
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, for the meet-and-greet things, I mean, they can exist where they always have. Um, We can find other spots for them to do meet-and-greets, too, if we want. But I don't think that has to necessarily change. But it would be cool just to see them either as a group or just randomly just drive through. You know, kind of like randomly, you can see characters walking through Fantasyland. You know, like it's not stationary, like, oh, we've got a meet and greet that's always in this one spot. So this is where you go. But like the characters like Alice and the Mad Hatter or Peter Pan, how they just kind of pop up and like wander through, or like Gaston, you know, like I like that dynamic. And I feel like it could happen with the cars. I mean, it's not quite as like you can't just run up to the car and be like, hey, what's up? Like you can with guest on because you know they keep people away from them when they're driving for safety reasons but yeah. i think it'd be really cool and dynamic just to see them like oh here comes you know sarge coming down the road yeah. and oh look the other way is coming red you know and they like pass each other or something and like say how's it going red you know i just think it'd be cool because it, it would make it it would create that um element of feeling like you're in the movie even more because it's like you're just there a part of their lives yeah have you
1: ever because i mean there is already a version of that with lightning mater up until recently dj did that Cruise did it or might still mm-hmm. do it and then red would occasionally come out but it looks like they reserve red now for bigger events like chalk walk and some of these other things that happen that are mm-hmm. special events mm-hmm. versus just bringing red out right. um so yeah i think more of the characters would be super cool especially if they're all made to scale in comparison to the other cars We already technically have Mac as part of Paint the Night, so it would be easy to just kind of, even if you don't bring them into Cars Land, but you kind of drive them behind Cars Land, the added bonus of maybe having them somehow interact with each other, like, oh, hey, Mac, like, hey, where are you going, buddy? It's like, I'm going over to make sure that I get some fuel from Fillmore. All right, well, be careful. You never know what you're drinking. You know, like just (laughs) kind of, you know what I mean? Like just have that little added bonus of them talking to each other as they're driving through Radiator Springs. That would be a super cool experience.
2: I'm so on board with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it would add a cool dynamic and further increase that feeling of stepping into the film. Nice. I
0: wouldn't mind seeing Guido. Outside oh, the tire heck shop. Yeah, heck he, yeah. He'd be adorable.
2: And <laughs> on that note, stay tuned for one of my other ideas. But Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to see the fact that we've never seen Sally driving around in there. Yeah. I don't know if it's a licensing thing with Porsche or something like that because she is a Porsche Carrera. But oh man, I think it'd be so cool to have Sally added to the mix at the very least.
1: Yeah. No,
2: I, I I really like that, which actually kind of
1: made me manifest this idea as you were talking. So, may I go next? You may, sir. All right. Yeah. So, I think we actually should have one dedicated spot where we either have story time with Stanley or tales from Doc Hudson. Okay. So, we set up a theater very similar to how we have Turtle Talk with Crush. However, it's not on the screen. It's actually a giant animatronic of the car that's talking to you similar to the ones that we're seeing on Radiator Springs Racers. And so you're in this theater, totally lit up and so doc or stanley starts talking right and as they start talking the lights begin to dim and all of a sudden everything goes bright but the entire theater is a 3d projection of the town that you're in or the story that they are telling so you're literally sitting inside of the story that's being
2: told to you i super dig it yes that's great
0: I'm just mind blown. I'm like, this is cool. You know me in story time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it would work. And I
1: think if you start off with like, maybe you can rotate the characters, right? Because they're they're fairly easy to rotate out. Doc can come in from like, I don't know, nine to 10 and tell like his stories. And then from like 12 to one, you have Stanley. From three to four, you have lightning. Like the whole next day, it's all of Mater's Tales. I don't know. Like there's so much to choose. And then if you get the original writers from Cars to come in and expand on that universe, there's so many stories they can make up and tell and make you a part of. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, I I think this is great. I, I would I think it would be better if it was the old timers. Like you first mentioned. So like if it's Stanley, if it's Doc, even maybe Smokey, like bring those old timers in to kind of tell you the tales. Yeah. And tell you the history and the backstory and, and the funny antics that have happened throughout the decades. Nice.
0: But yeah. I think it could also work for modern as well because you could bring up like Ramon them and them or any of them. And they could put a modern twist to what they're seeing today yeah, in sure. their town. Yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's true
0: too yeah i I love this i I totally do.
1: It would be cool to yeah. see like crazy Easter eggs again, fresh off of cars three today, but I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but there's a scene where Cruz is training cars on the on the treadmills, mm-hmm. and at the end she's like, Oh, Gabriel, are you homesick again? And he's like, Oh yes, my town of of Santa Maria or Santa Lucia, and it's the town from Coco. Right. Little Easter eggs like that that tie it to the rest of the the Pixar universe. Mm-hmm. I think like those mm-hmm. Easter eggs would be like super cool for people nice. to experience.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I, that and I said that last week when we talked about the Cars franchise a little bit as with our talk about Cars Land. I feel like it's the most reference-laden Easter egg-filled franchise in Pixar, which is saying something because they love their Easter eggs. Yeah. And there's nothing so replete with references and homages and puns and Easter eggs as Cars. Yeah.
0: I need to see this movie.
2: (laughs) Oh, you do. (laughs) Seriously. Like, what are you doing with
1: your life? Don't wait for Disney Plus.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) I would
1: tell you, you could borrow mine, but we can't find it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I'll catch up eventually. (laughs) Yeah. So, this is tripping me out because... Again, we don't share our, ide- our ideas, but the the wavelength is crazy because your idea, Hazen is very close to my idea, and that's always kind of like, oh, like I'm trying not to <laughs> say much, but i'll I'll present mine it's I was like <laughs> story time what I wanted to start off with is saying that I have a huge soft spot for classic cars and low riders. Nice. and um that's why Flo's is my favorite place. Ramon is... I love his design. Mm-hmm. And when DJ left um, Radiator Springs, I mean, it's it's there's been a void. There hasn't been a show. We haven't seen anything like that. So I was thinking about, you know, a little story time with Flo. And, you know, she comes down... Route 66 tells a little bit about how she met Ramon. And I'm a sucker for little love stories and things like that, especially if they can make something up. Cool. I I could sit down and listen all day. Like, let's say she tells her story. She, you know, she remembers that, hey, I have a restaurant. You know, I'm, you know, I got to go back to work. And the show doesn't stop there. So she travels back and you know she's doing her thing so right after that we see ramon come down and he like starts to tell he t- he kind of like starts to say the story again and he carries on from where she stops but in between we get to hear flow from flows as like get back onto the story you know don't get sidetracked Da da da. like married couple stuff like really cutesy stuff and say he finishes the story we got a crowd and he tells the crowd hey do you guys want to see a neat trick boom he lifts one side of the self and the crowd goes wild you know it's something different and he's like no 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 hold on let me show you this boom there goes the other side we've got hydraulics hydraulics going and suddenly the crowd goes like really well because one that's a huge thing here like we have that culture so to see ramon have that starts to play this you know starts to talk about his hydraulics and his back in the day and whatnot we got music going and then all of a sudden he's asking for like for like more of a response and then he just starts doing his lifts he is bouncing in the middle of the intersection <laughs> with the music going. I mean, I wish we could get his, like, the back part lifted and twisted around, like spinning. <laughs> but, you know, he gets all into that flow automatically. He's like, What are you doing? You're supposed to be telling the story, da da da. And then things settle down. From there, he says, You know, hey, so I totally forgot. I- I was supposed to tell the story. I got to go back to the shop and da-da-da. And then we see him go and there we go.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> but I'm just telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to show everybody my hydraulics. I would love <laughs> to see this. Like, I grew up with this. And I'm like, why don't we see this from Ramon? Like, yeah, we got to have something like this. So I would totally love it. And I would probably see it every day.
1: that would be cool like the back and forth storytelling I think would be Mm -hmm. really fun
2: and interactive yeah that would be awesome and like to have him drive through and not have hydraulics would be a mess right he has to like yeah. it. Just, he has to. And for him, they could do like his outer shell could just be a vinyl applique so that they could like have five or six different paint jobs for him and just switch out the vinyl, right? Yeah. So that they could just like he could have a new paint job all the time.
0: He could have seasonal ones.
2: Yeah, I think that would be
1: amazing. Man, that would be cool.
0: <laughs>
1: I like that idea. I'm I'm on board with this, too. I love the fact that if we brought Ramon in and we had the hydraulics working, it would just be super fun to see. It's a show all in itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: I love it. All right. And plus the love story aspect of it.
2: I, I'm kind of a right? sucker for that, too. So I like that aspect right? of it, too. <laughs> Good call on that. Know, that's why we need Sally too. Yeah, like, good call on that. Bring bring him in. All right. Uh, my next idea is a small one. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go down in scope here. It's a small but hilarious one. So, okay. I won't ask you, Melissa, but I do. You have a pretty <laughs> clear recollection of Cars two, Hazen.
1: Ah, uh, I mean, I know that they traveled and they did the the world circuit and. Francesco Bernoulli was kind of the thorn
2: in lightning side yes okay well there is a scene in the very first place that they traveled to and part of the story is that you know lightning is giving Mater this once-in-a-lifetime chance to travel with him around the world and see things he never would have seen outside of Radiator Springs so they first go to Tokyo and it appears that Mater has had a bit of an accident at this party that they go to, and he races off to the bathroom. And his experience in the bathroom is amazing. And if anyone oh has God. been to Japan, or they've been to a really authentic Japanese restaurant and have used the restroom, you might have experienced this too. And what I'm talking about is the insane, like, interactive customizable stall experiences that you can have at these places where you can choose water temperature. You can choose blow dry settings. You can choose all kinds of things. I want to bring these Japanese bathrooms, at least one stall in each bathroom to <laughs> Carsland, Land as if Mater went and discovered this stuff and brought this technology back with him. I want these to be in the restrooms <laughs> And I want them to be fully animated with the little cars cartoon, with the little cutesy kawaii car going, you know, I think it would be (laughs) so amazing to have that experience. And then I started just like down this creative road with the bathrooms. Like, I think it'd be great to hear like sputtering cars and you know like just car <laughs> noises happening in the bathrooms right i think it'd be hilarious to just have just make it full on so you know make it toilet look like humor you're... yeah exactly I, I just think it'd be great but i think there should be at least one stall in each bathroom that gives you this opportunity to have that experience and i predict that they would be the most popular stalls Probably in the resort. So I Yeah I, I kind of agree with that
1: statement and the only thing that worries me about it is all the vloggers that are gonna have cameras active oh, in the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's well, true.
0: How about this? What if it's not just one stall, but it's a random like experience?
1: Again, the vloggers
0: <laughs> Yeah Well yeah, but then they would all have to be in the stalls. That's what I'm just saying. Like what if they didn't know?
2: Yeah. And then
0: surprise.
2: That happens i mean the the japanese toilet would that couldn't move it would have to be one spot yeah but like the uh, yeah. sound effects they could move around they could be different things but i was just thinking of that as more of a everybody hears that in the bathroom you know they hear like <laughs> some car that sounds like it's down at the end like really revving hard <laughs> you know something <laughs> what, what if we had what if
1: we had like the toilet the, the Japanese toilet on display outside of the bathroom like a little show and you hear mater saying we're trying to bring this technology to radiator Springs and then he's like showcasing go. it and that and it's not yeah. inside so the vloggers don't invade the bathroom
2: that's true that's true <laughs> I like that I like, I like that. that yeah it could work I I hate editing an idea based on the fact that vloggers are going to ruin it. Um, so I, I still want it inside the bathroom, but that is a good compromise. I, I, I do see that. Okay. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's hard for me to say because technically I'm starting to consider myself a vlogger, but I have boundaries and I feel that there's some out <laughs> sure. there that don't.
2: <laughs> right. I, I would tend to agree. You know, I, I was kind of inspired by, and I haven't experienced it myself, but I, um, I'm under the impression that at the world of Wizarding World of Harry Potter, when you go to the restroom, you hear Moaning Myrtle in the restroom, right? Yes, you do. Okay, yeah. So things like that is what kind of inspired me for this. Okay. So, okay. I think we can cars it up in there a little bit. All right.
0: I have an idea, and I think I'm going to step back to what I was talking about earlier, but I just thought about ESPN Zone. Mm -hmm. And you know how their restrooms have the games going on? Yes. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have, like, the races?
1: Yes.
0: And, like, you could hear them. Like, you could hear what's happening. Mm
1: -hmm. I think
0: that would be cool.
1: Like the announcers and stuff? Oh, and if something good happens on one of the screens, you can have speakers outside of the bathroom where you hear people cheering. And it goes up and down depending on what's happening inside on the screens. Yeah nice oh yes it's kind of like dodger stadium and all these other locations have the same thing so that if you have to go relieve yourself you don't miss part of the game yes there are those (laughs) times where you're like standing in line or waiting for your turn and you're looking up at the screen and outside of the door you hear "Ah!" yeah (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) that's a sweet idea i like that we're bringing this here technology to radiator (laughs) springs
2: Uh, wow that's funny that that turned into way more than i thought it would from a bathroom stall
0: (laughs) that's what we do
1: (laughs) okay that's true so i actually i I thought about this as you were talking about you know this little tiny experience and originally when you said tiny experience i thought this is the direction you were going to take it in and now i'm glad you didn't because i feel like i can claim it as an idea of my own and that is, in the last episode you mentioned, there was these great signs that transitioned from Carsland to Bugsland, And now we don't know the fate of those. It might get sealed off, obviously, because we're going to get Avengers Campus. But what if there was this kind of homage to, to Bugs and you had like a, a garden of all these car-type flowers like you see all around Radiator Springs and flying around those flowers were the tiny car bugs. The little beetles that you see in the movies.
2: I super love that idea. I would love to see those little bugs zipping around somewhere in there. I always thought that they could put them like inside one of the windows on the street and you could just see them like inside there buzzing around or something. But that's a great idea because they've gotten really good at like the little fireflies that they do in the nighttime scenes and some of the rides. I feel like Mm -hmm. they could have a little, you know hard to see little wire holding a little buzzing bug. Yeah. Or they can somehow do like a Pepper's
1: ghost effect where they're actually just projecting it onto something. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, yeah. but it would be a nice homage to bugs. It's, you know, keeping it synergistic with cars and you do something with that area that I think a lot of people kind of fell in love with because of that tr- that transition that was there. So... Yeah, not a huge idea, I, but, you know, I no, still cute.
2: feel pretty strongly that there is going to be some sort of cross reference between Bugs and Ant-Man within Avengers Campus. I just I feel like you, you have to shout out flick somewhere in there uh, so I, I could see it being some sort of a Bugsland Ant-Man jokey kind of thing or or something to that nature. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, that's one of the things I'm most fascinated about is to see how they're going to transition between cars and Avengers. Cause that's a, that's a hard transition. Yeah. It's already abrupt and kind of hard between Hollywood and, uh, mission breakout. So it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I have faith in the imagineers and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do there, but I like I like that idea though. Yeah. I I think that's really cool. I'm thinking
1: about the Ant-Man transition and it it makes total sense. Obviously, you can't have Flick and Ant-Man because it would just be a weird crossover. Like the the clash in properties would just be weird. But if somehow we get like a word bubble or something that says like, "Oh yeah, Aunt, my friend's Anthony" And Antonio Banderas used to know this guy named Flick that used to live here, but they packed up and they moved a long time ago. You know, like, if if there was, like, (laughs) that type of reference where you're not physically seeing the characters together, but there's, like, these little comments along the way, I think that would be funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking is that it's just going to be, like, references. Although, if they have an Ant-Man attraction with no flick easter egg in it i will be disappointed i'm yeah. sure they'll have one like even if it's something where you have to like turn around backwards to see it at the right moment like it won't affect the ride at all but it's like something for like super fans to have in there i i think it needs to be in keeping with the tradition of disney theme parks
1: you gotta turn around and see the moose heads Exactly.
2: Yep. Marvel's got to play ball too dark. now
1: that they're in the park. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, Mel.
0: Oh no, that was it. Ali had two.
1: Okay, Gavin, do you want to go next, or do you want me to say my final idea? How many do you have?
2: No, I've I've got three left, so I'll I'll go, and then you can go, and then I'll drop my final two. All right, cool. All right, um, be be polishing the trophy. Nice. Uh, okay. So, my next <laughs> idea is. Something that I've personally wanted to do since Carsland opened and that's to be able to go into the courthouse at the end of the street, you know, it's right there. It's you look straight down the road and you're looking right at the courthouse of the statue of Stanley out front, you know, several scenes in the first cars film happen inside that courthouse. And I just feel like I want to go in there, right? Well, now we're going to have the chance To go inside the courthouse where uh, Judge Hudson is presiding. But why are we going to the courthouse? We're going there to get our official Carburetor County driver's license. Oh, okay. okay. So this is going to be an interactive character experience with a souvenir at the end. So we're going to enter into the courthouse. And as we go in, we're going to have our picture taken. And then you're going to actually enter the courtroom where you will meet judge Hudson and he is going to, um, ask you some questions. It'll be like cars kind of trivia questions. And then he'll have you recite the responsible driver oath yet to be written. Uh, (laughs) and then he will grant you your drivership and then you will walk out with your very own license. Um, This is something that I think would be something that you could go back multiple times to do um, because I think a lot of, as you say, Instagrammers or vloggers or whatever would love to post their various licenses. But, you know, they have a similar thing kind of at Autopia where it's more like a photo booth where you can get your license. Right. But I really would love this to be something a little more substantial. So like that's why when you enter, they take your picture. And then while you're in line and then while you're doing the experience, they're actually manufacturing something that's a little more substantial. You know, even if it's just like something business card sized that they're just running through a quick laminator real quick, you know. But something that you feel like you could actually put in your wallet and like have for a while, you know, not something Uh cheap that's going to fall apart. Um, I don't want it to be a pay extra to do this kind of thing. Um, You know, like some random experiences are sometimes I feel like this should be just. uh, If you stand in line for this, you get this personally, like all the millions of buttons you can just line up for and say, it's my birthday or I'm celebrating this or whatever. Like, you can get this driver's license if you stand in line for it. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I just think it would be really cool to kind of come in and they have this official, you know, like, you know, all rise. And then they like lift up Judge Hudson from behind the bench and he's like, you know, order in the court or whatever. And, And he says, you know, we're here to um, grant driver's licenses today. So drivers, repeat after me. And you repeat an oath. And I just think it'd be fun. And I think it would be a cool chance to go inside one of the main buildings that we don't get any sort of indication of inside at all. Nice.
1: That actually merges so well with my final idea. It's not even funny. Cool.
2: Nice. It's not even funny. Because if you look, well, if you look at the at the building, like I think we'd have to make it bigger because it's it's as big as it looks right now. And I think we would need mm-hmm. it bigger. But to the east, uh, behind where uh, Luigi's Rollic and Roadsters is, you could expand that building off that direction. So I think we could pull this off. But it's awesome that it kind of segues into your next idea. Yeah,
0: What I, what's cool about it is that this experience has potential to have someone come back and not just for another license. You know how we have to renew and you get your sticker. Yeah, like something to add on to it. That would be really cool.
2: Yeah, because it's something
0: that we do. And then it's like, oh, you get to do it in their town. I, I mean, that would be cool.
2: <sighs> yeah and you could you could even like fill out a little form where you pick your make and model and yeah. you know, like like you're a car right right and you know you could like i have blue eyes so i could be like you know i could be a blue car and you know i could be like um uh, i'm an oil donor you know <laughs> if i get in a wreck or something I'm you know oil like, donor Ooh, i'm what a if spare we parts donor own- <laughs> or i have Our a corrective Mason's windshield because i don't see so well you know like that's yeah creative with having like different car stats on there uh um, yeah yeah I, I think it'd be really cool both of those ideas including the
1: going back and getting stickers renewing Uh-oh. all that stuff still fits ridiculously well <laughs> with my next idea so that's cool <laughs> okay so again, working on the premise of Roller Coaster Tycoon and lifting up anything and placing it wherever I want, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm taking interventions out of Tomorrowland, and I'm moving it behind Radiator Springs Racers. Okay. And the reason I'm doing that is because the entire inside is going to get gutted out. We're going to add stadium seating all around and create Florida International Raceway. Oh. That, that's just part one. You are on a Cars 3 kick. So back in 2010... (laughs) There was a shop in downtown Disney called Ride Makers where you could Uh walk in, you can customize an entire RC car, you can get the shell, you can get custom tires, engines, like everything to make that car go faster, go slower, go off-road, whatever you wanted. And at one point, they offered you the ability to purchase cars, shells, so that you can have a Lightning McQueen, a Mater, and so on and so forth. So what if we had an experience similar to that inside of California Adventure where you could build your own car, that once you built it, gets scanned, all the stats are taken, and a virtual version is created. And then you sit around the speedway and you race with other people at DCA. They have these hourly races. And at the end, you win the Piston Cup. And to tie it into the the Disney app, If you win, you get to scan a special barcode that gives you a badge inside of the Disney Play app that you are a Piston Cup winner. They take your picture and they display it outside on a poster as you're walking around so everybody can see that you're the Piston Cup winner for the day, the way that Cruise and Lightnings was on the giant billboard. I like it. That's cool.
2: Hi like it. That's cool. I don't understand why you need to move that building. I feel like you could just build a new building with modern technology. You in
1: totally it. could, but if I move it, I'm giving you space to build Tron.
2: Like uh, the we lights can raise, <laughs> We can just raise that building. I just I say just tear that building down. Like don't don't like it'd be harder to move it than build a new building, I think. I guess. I don't yeah, know. It's your roller coaster tycoon yeah, yeah. Uh, brain working. And this Look, is blue sky uh territory, so I'm you're al- cool.
1: I'm also trying to stop myself from using the words I'm completely tearing down. Yeah. Because well, I, I've I gotten get it. I in the past. <laughs> it's, it's, so now I
2: feel that <laughs> it's easier for me to say I'm moving something. Yeah. Versus I'm just tearing something down. So when we do armchair Imagineering and Hazen begins talking about anything, I just picture <laughs> every single Disney attraction looking up in the sky and going, the claw. <laughs> because <laughs> Hazen's just going to swoop down and pluck one at random and move it wherever he wants to. It's very true. That's very true. <laughs>
0: or the amount of walls because he's going to close a whole land. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yep,
2: yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That's all right. That's all right. There's no bad ideas here in Blue Sky Territory. (laughs) So, yeah. You build your own little car. I dig it, man. I I think that would be so much fun to do. Yeah. Uh, Now, would you be able to race if you didn't? like purchase your own car and build your own car because not everybody can afford to have these experiences that you have to pay. Oh for yeah. Yeah. Like, like the droids and the, like the lightsabers, the is lightsabers a are really expensive, yeah. you know, and I feel like this would kind of be in that same vein. So, um, I would love for everybody to be able to participate if they could.
1: Yeah. The only difference between purchasing and not purchasing is that you get to virtualize the car that you built and race the car that you built. Otherwise, you just get a random car assigned to you.
0: Yeah. So then let's have two circuits, and the one that you pay for gets a better um, prize, and the other one you just get your, you know, if you win, you get your picture up there. But if you pay, then you get much more in a bundle.
1: Like what? Because I feel that kind of adds to what Gavin's saying, like... Like, it, it's going to make people feel left out that if they didn't spend the money, you know what I mean? Like, I I kind of get where yeah. Gavin's coming from on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it should come down to technical skill, not whether or not you paid to win. True. Regardless of what car you get, you all have the same chance of winning. It's all about how you maneuver, the tricks that you do, or how you draft, and how you kind of find the window, so to speak, versus, you know, I paid $200 for my car so that it could be the fastest one. Because then what if everybody bought a $200 car and then nobody's going to win? You know what I mean? Right. Like, so True. I think if regardless of whether you purchase one or not, if everyone's kind of on the same playing field, it's just a giant video game that you're playing and it comes down to skill.
2: Right. See, okay, so what if we did this? Now, uh, for those of you who don't know this about me, I'm not a big gamer. But when I do play video games, I play racing games. That's what I play, right? So there's, there's different types of racing games. And there's the type that are more realistic where you're actually modifying your car. You're actually changing its attributes in a really specific way. And it has realistic um, output when you're racing. And then yeah. there's like the arcade style where you might pick a different type of car that you know is really fast in the straightaways, but isn't great on curves, or a really maneuverable car that's really good at tight curves, but isn't super fast. Uh, you know, with with different basic attributes. So I think if we did something like this, it should be an arcade style like that, right? And I think that if we have the race be its own thing, where you can anybody can line up for this race, they can go and play, and. As as the pre-race starts, you load up whatever whatever type of car you want to use and you can pick a color, like some aesthetics, right? You can pick how it looks, what type of a car it is, and that's how you race, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to that, you have a shop where you can go and you can build your own car. Part of that is they'll give you a code that gives you those general attributes of your car that you can just Scan next time you race, right? And and so you can just go boop, and it'll scan it in. But everybody's really playing on the same playing field, regardless of how they built their car. It's arcade style, and you might have something that you know takes off of the line faster, but isn't great on turns. You know, where somebody else has you know something that's good on turns and is good off road. You know, uh, and that way you kind of pick your racing style. But everybody's kind of on the same playing field as far as capabilities. Uh, I think that way the experience would be even, and so if you got good at it, you would just be good at it, and it wouldn't have anything to do with you spent money to make a better car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of like, um, you know, Midway Mania or Buzz Lightyear. There are people who are really, really stupid good at those and rack up amazing scores, but that's just because they practice, right? It's not because right. they paid extra to have a better gun on their car. You know what I
1: mean? Or they got the 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 purple Buzz Lightyear ship oh, that spins I don't, I don't know about that. It's the one that oh, spins the fastest. Yeah. So is there only one? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's more of the teacup lore than anything else. I'm just mixing you had the me two. Got going. <laughs>
0: so we could actually tie this to Gavin's bathroom idea. And have Ooh. these races be the ones that we're listening to.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say let's
2: race the toilets. No, <laughs> no. That's awesome. I like it. That actually that would you're... be super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I man, it could all be interactive, all together in one big thing. That's great. Cool. So that's I it. Love it. That's the idea.
0: Look at, and look how big it became. I think that's we fantastic. just fantastic. So yeah.
2: So, you're putting that um, in that location kind of behind Rollick and Roadsters and that side of Radiator Springs Racers. Now, where did you move the Sorin building to? Uh, right next to that. Okay, so then you're basically <laughs> canceling the Quinjet attraction for Avengers Campus. Nah, that's
1: going underground.
2: Oh, my gosh, dude. (laughs) You tycoon, you. Okay. Well, uh, Hazen, I'm sure you're going to get solidly behind this next idea. Gravity Um,
1: Falls coming to DCA.
2: (laughs) No. No, no, no. We're still, still solidly in Cars Land here. Although, a bit of an expansion here. So, park your car at a hip new watering hole on the edge of town called guidos watch as guido applies his seemingly endless talents to the art of coffee espresso and italian sodas and i'm officially on board yes (laughs) so this is something that i think some people will have a problem with but i don't feel like it's going to be a lot of people because it's something that is underused and not really well attended and that is the Blue Sky Cellar uh, across the street from Mater's. I feel like that building um, started out strong. They had lots of great things in there for many years, but it's kind of died. You know, there was like two years where it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like the last year and a half or something, it's been Pixar Pier. And like, what else are they showing? Like, it's, it's done basically, right? So... I feel like we can use that building a little better. The whole look of that stretch um, around to the wine country, Trattoria, and all that stuff is all very Italian. So I feel like what we're going to bring here is a classic Italian coffee shop uh, with Guido as the proprietor. I picture him kind of at a high bar uh, behind the coffee bar, like animatronic, doing his crazy flair barista work you know making his coffee drinks and you know spinning them out there and then down below you'll have actual bartenders like serving the you know or baristas serving the actual coffee drinks you know kind of like a mishmash of like what we see at rex's not rex's uh oga's cantina where rex is djing Mm -hmm. so like he's kind of up above like off to the side but this will be you know he'll be directly behind the bar like mixing stuff right and like working espresso machines on either side and like steam coming out and it'll be it'll be awesome right uh but we're gonna open up that whole building we'll probably expand it too and make it more of an open air Italian cafe with seats inside and out along that stretch of road. So you really feel like you can kind of sit and have a drink, uh, you know, a, a coffee drink and watch the passers by in a very kind of European style, right? It's like Guido's kind of bringing some of his homeland over. Yeah. But I really want an outdoor setting to it. You okay. know, like you can sit inside, but like also a big area of outdoor seating that's facing the road. There, And I, I feel like, of course, like one of the things that will have is souvenir coasters because all the new places do at Disney. So you'd have a set of coasters featuring, you know, imaginary themed coffees, like themed after the characters. You know, so like you could have Lightning's Light Roast, you could have Fillmore Farms Organic Coffee and stuff like that, Doc's Dark Roast Oil, Flo's Diner Pie Flavored Coffees. Like I, I, <laughs> I could go on and on about ideas for this, um, you know, and I, and I hear like Italian cars themed songs playing in the background and just kind of creating a vibe, right, that and, uh, you know, you'll have views down route 66. So it's like a prime spot for that. Like you can look right down Carsland land and see everything that's going on. Um, you know, obviously like my dream of dreams would be like, this wouldn't be another Starbucks. First of all, uh, there's enough Starbucks in the world. Uh, but this would be our chance to get Expedition Roasters coffee into the park, which I think would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or, you know, something like that where it's like clearly like something special, something new, you know, they've brought all these micro brews into the, to DCA. I feel like they can give some love to some of the coffee companies too. And what better choice than, uh, You know, Disney-inspired coffee company like Expedition Roasters. Shout out to our friends over there; they do great work. Uh, But yeah, that that's my idea for a new spot to get coffee in the park.
0: I love it. Mm -hmm. I think we're all gonna be behind this because we all drink coffee. (laughs) Heck
2: yeah! I mean, that is awesome. You could have souvenir mugs in there, like signature drinks. Uh, I just I feel like there's endless things you could do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the idea of seeing um, the Route 66 tire fix or uh, the bullet blend, not not particularly mentioning those for any particular reason. Yeah, no reason Um, at all. But, you know. Uh, Those would be great. But having the ability, I'm so on board with this because having the ability to just walk up to the counter and be like, Guido, my man, and affogato. And he would be like, coming right up. And then he's like, (laughs) ( Demokraten) there you go. And like, boom, right? Vanilla gelato, drowned in coffee. One of my favorite Italian desserts. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Who better to
2: get it from? than guido you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i totally totally agree and i think that that spot right there would be so neat um i know that there's parade logistics that they would have to consider um but I, i think they could figure that out they've got it figured out for those other restaurants that are along there uh whether or not that becomes like vip seating during those or something um, I know I would love to sit there. I would watch all the parades if I could sit there and have a an espresso or a cappuccino at Guido's. And like that's that would be my prime spot. And look, that says a lot considering Gavin's not a parade guy. Right. Right. Not I, at I all. was
0: like surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, Guido's coming soon. Right on, man. <laughs> and we can call it Guido's pit stop. Yeah, yes! we could. Guido's
2: Pitstop. <laughs> I like that. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's get down to my final idea, uh, which Hazen was it. spoiled already, but uh, that's okay. Sorry, buddy. No, it's, uh, it's great minds thinking alike, and I love where your mind's at because mine went down a similar path, similar flight path, you might say. Uh, I, for one, am not going to move the Soren building. Um, but it's so like, easy.
1: Just double-click on it. I know. And I move know. the little <laughs> shaded box and then double-click the to place
2: it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way as I did about Innoventions. I feel like that building and its technology are dated for what I want to do. So I'm also going to expand Cars Land to the southeast behind Rollick and Roadsters, to the east of Radiator Springs Racers, and to the south of the aforementioned Quinjet attraction for Avengers Campus. I feel like there's enough room back there to pull this off, but I am bringing planes into the franchise here where it belongs. So we're going to create Propwash Junction, and you're going to enter uh, a planes-themed hangar. Uh, so something that doesn't look like the Sorin hangar, that looks much more like you would see in cars or planes. Um, and we're going to be using different technology than Soren for sure. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be boarding a plane. And we're going to take a flight around the world in a new attraction called Planes Around the World. So you'll get the chance to swoop through all of the fantastic exotic locations of the world of both cars and planes. So all of the things that we experience in the entire universe of cars and planes, uh, we're going to get to soar through highlights of those. So, we're going to see New York, Iceland, Germany, India, France, Italy, Tokyo, Mexico, London, and yes, Radiator Springs. Guests will even encounter the infamous ghost light along the way. So, we're going to board a plane. Dusty Crop Hopper will lead a squadron of planes that you're a part of on this global tour. So, you'll hear him and you'll actually see him fly ahead of the formation uh, during certain parts of the journey. Uh, you'll fly over various Cars characters uh, who will greet you during your flyover, and you'll even be joined by Air Mater, the newest Falconhawk, along the way. If anybody has seen that Mater's Tales, where he joins the Falconhawks, it's one of the funniest ones. Go watch it now. Looking at you, Melissa. <laughs> uh, so it's really going to be a true celebration of the entire Cars universe. We're going to get to see all of the things in all three films, some of the short tales um, and both of the planes movies. Uh, so it's, it, that's, what it, that's what I envision this. It's just like a, a total celebration of cars. Uh, the technology I'm envisioning for this is kind of a combination of Soarin', you know, with its idea of flying through scenes, but looking a little more advanced like Smuggler's Run. So you're gonna be able to see through the windshield in almost 180 degrees. And um, it's gonna have that 3D like depth of field look that uh, Smuggler's Run has. Um, so, And it's gonna be on a mechanism that gives you a lot more physical movement. So you feel the plane banking and turning and dipping and diving along the way. Uh, even if we wanna do you know, something that feels like a loop, uh, like Hazen mentioned in his idea, that's a fantastic idea. I feel like we could pull that off, even with some of the physical motion. We probably don't want to flip the car upside down uh, to do a aerial loop, but we can make it feel like that. You know, the, the motions that they create in something like Star Tours, yeah. you know, those are more subtle than you might realize. You know, it's the visual cue and a slight physical impulse that makes you feel like, a much bigger actions happening. So I feel like we could pull off some really dynamic fly throughs and flyovers of those various scenes from the films. Um I, I just feel like it would be an incredible way to experience all the wonderful things that this franchise brought us visually. You know, I, I don't I feel like we could create new animations for all of this too. Like I wouldn't want to fly through a scene of cars And then fly through a scene of Cars 3 and like have that visual disparity between the animation quality. I would love it if this was fully newly animated because we never saw those scenes through the eyes of a plane flying through them anyway. So we don't have those perspectives. Um, So I see this as all new modern contemporary animation uh, of those familiar scenes that we would fly through. Yeah. Yeah that that's that's the long and short of it um i think the planes franchise has been missing from uh the parks you know that that first film had a budget of 50 million dollars and pulled in over 250 million dollars so there's popularity there there there's a real love for those movies and i i really would love to the for them to be embraced in radiator springs yeah
1: there's so much potential with redoing everything and just flying around the world. I mean, I, I don't know if I would want to fly around the world. Like I I kind of want to keep my idea of just flying through California to keep it, you know, fairly centered, but I guess if you had like if you alternated like seasonal changes where one is around the world, maybe one's around California, kind of what they're doing right now, I think mm-hmm. you can You can kind of alternate between the two. But I like the idea. So you you would animate scenes of California? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I I feel like a lot of it doesn't need to be animated. Like I think Render Man has gotten to a point where if you took the 3D models from cars and planes and applied what they know now – into real scenes like some of the scenes in Cars 3 like literally look photorealistic like it's uh, aside from the fact like if you covered up the cartoon cars and looked at the rest of the scene in many cases it does you can't distinguish that you are watching an animated film and so i think that you can take that technology that they've learned and apply these cars to real scenes and it would just look almost seamless.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of almost getting into a completely separate discussion on um photorealism in animation and whether that's good or bad. Uh but I see what you're saying and I know that you like The Good Dinosaur. Um so No, I love The Good Dinosaur. I know. I know. Um <laughs> Uh, I won't say anything about that. Uh, (laughs) I know I stand alone in most cases with that one, but I guess for me, since we're, since we're doing an IP here, since we're flying with planes from the movie and we're incorporating cars from the films, like having scenes that have nothing to do with those IPs doesn't make as much sense for me. Like, if you want like let's say they just decided to add dusty crop hopper to Soren. Like I don't feel like that would make any sense at all, you know? Like it, it it just doesn't work for me conceptually.
1: Yeah, part of the reason I was saying that you would need to film new locations is because Soren and Soren around the world rely on showing visuals of people doing things in those locations. And so By filming new things where only the planes and the cars are a part of it, it brings you into an extended version of Radiator Springs or whatever locations they went to. Now, if you film places around California or even if you animated whatever you did with them, but called them – You know, gave them names that had to do with cars or car parts, but they kind of sounded like instead of Santa Clarita, you went to Santa Carita or something. Mm. You know Ah. what I mean? Like you kind of put that (laughs) spin on it, then it might be easier to digest as as an attraction goer than just like, oh, my God, why is this animated plane flying around San Francisco? You know, like is Godzilla going to pop out of the bay all of a sudden. (laughs) <laughs> you know like you know what i mean so it's not yeah it, it's not as confusing and it's easier for your brain to make a connection to what you're seeing versus putting something like that in the real world because in in the pixar world in the in the in that universe that they've created you don't see cars interacting with humans like the cars are the humans of that world and so are the right. planes right so yeah. you would have to replace them completely in whatever you film or animate or whatever it turns out to be for this attraction, regardless of which version, like yours or mine. You just
0: said San Francisco, and immediately in my head, we're flying. I see Baymax just flying by while we're enjoying this attraction. I'm like, hey,
1: Hmm.
0: Marvel crossover. This would be cool. (laughs) So I was just imagining everything, and that just popped up. As soon as you said that, I was like, whoa
2: <laughs> nice yeah it, but, but see I, I i would love it if you know how soren ends with you're flying into disneyland and the fireworks mm-hmm. go off i would love it if we're flying into radiator springs like right down route 66 and then we bank left and land on the tarmac you know at prop wash junction uh i just kind of tying it all together so i don't know i for me i i would love to be able to see like fly through the actual locations that we know from those films. Um and that would be the magic for me. Um Yeah.
1: I get that. I get that. It it would keep it, you know, fairly well rounded if you just kept it to those locations. So I get where yeah. you're coming from
2: on that. And I've got other ideas for Soren when we get to that area. So
1: Uh-oh. don't worry. <laughs> I
2: I cannot come up with stuff for that either. So <laughs> whatever, you had good ideas. Uh yeah you, I,
1: you know I mean you call them good, I call them last minute desperation moves.
0: Uh but look what they built <laughs> what they created. I mean they were pretty good. Yeah. I mean Well, I I kind of want to fly this in this attraction now.
1: <laughs> I, I this is why I love you guys because regardless of how bad my ideas are, you always call them great. So thank you. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. If you have any ideas yourself, do a little armchair imagineering of your own and join the conversation by leaving a comment over on the blog post for this episode over at com slash 275. You can also join us over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your ideas and share them in an upcoming episode. Um. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, remember we're raising money for Walk for Hope teamboatwheelie.com make sure to go check that out if you want to purchase anything from Amazon make sure to use our link we get a small commission from Amazon every time that you do start by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon you can go get that Bob Iger book that just came out Marty Sklar's new book is coming out in about a month it's a book I've been looking forward to for some time uh, the Mark Davis book is also available on Amazon I'll put links to all of those in the blog post for the episode audible trial.com slash if you guys want to listen to those books as well and um join the fgp squad we got some stuff coming up we got more giveaways and uh you get to uh have special content just put up for you so podcatchers.com fgp and that's gonna wrap it up for this episode so until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic
2: have a great week everyone bye made you look